1: It's time to play like a jet with your host Scott Mason
0: play like a jet. What does that mean? Incredible play 35-yard touchdown. Alan Lazard 6-foot-5 frame needing every bit of it. Oh hard but still going inside the 10 and he is in for the touchdown. Alan has time. Wilson, a big play downfield.
1: Wilson's still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen, tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning,
0: 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinny Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets.
1: Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One, and it is time for part two of the weekend mailbag. So for that we bring back our friend who is the editor over at JetNation.com, Mr. Glenn Naughton. So let's jump right back into the mailbag. Next question comes in from Run CMC forty-four. He asks if CJ Stroud somehow drops past pick four, should the Jets consider trading up for him if they really like him? Even if they were to get Aaron Rodgers, they're going to need to solve the quarterback problem long-term. Stroud could be that guy, might be worth thinking about. I tend to agree with you. I don't think the Jets are going to do it, but if they do like Stroud and he does drop, which I don't think is going to happen, but let's say that it does, If that's the way it plays out, if you're the Jets, you really should consider it. They're going to have to fill that quarterback spot for the long haul, like you said. We can all trick ourselves into thinking it's going to be Zach Wilson, but we know that the odds of that being the case are very slim. Aaron Rodgers could only be here for one year, and I know Rodgers might get mad if the Jets drafted a quarterback, but here's the reality of the situation. If the Jets like Stroud, they're better off drafting him than trading for Aaron Rodgers anyway, so if Rodgers is so mad at that point that he decides he doesn't want to come to the Jets, that's okay. Because if you like C.J. Stroud And you think he can be the solution for you A quarterback That's more important than getting Aaron Rodgers So I think if he slips And the Jets really do like him Yeah, absolutely They should make a phone call To see what it would take to get him If they think he could be their solution at quarterback You gotta take another swing I know it would be a little bit painful Because Jets fans will say Oh, how many times are they gonna go into the draft And do this? And normally I would say no But again, we're talking about a situation Where a quarterback slides Significantly past where you it. He would now be within reasonable trade range And in this hypothetical The Jets really like him And think he could be the answer to their quarterback problem So in that scenario, yes The Jets should at least investigate it
0: I would disagree only because Of what I said earlier I think if you get Rodgers It's a win this year um, scenario And you've got pick 13 Has to be a guy who's going to play every down this year Um, It's got to be a day one starter They're You can't, uh, they can't um, take any half measures. Uh, You can't say, well, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers and win a Super Bowl, but we're also going to take our most valuable pick and use it on the guy who's not going to play this year. Um, So I I just, I can't see quarterback being part of the equation, even if one were to fall to them. um, It would be very strange to me to add Rodgers and then use pick 13 on a quarterback. I think it's got to be a starter, whether it's, you know, JSN or, or a lineman, whatever it is, I can't see it being a guy who sits.
1: In a vacuum, I agree with you, Glenn. But like I said, I'm not expecting a quarterback who they really, really like to be there within striking distance. So if it happens, I think you have to reevaluate the situation and you can still get Rodgers and have him for the year. But ultimately, you do have two top 50 picks beyond that 13th pick. And if you can get a guy in Stroud that you think Could be the answer quarterback I just think you need to at least investigate that possibility Yeah you could say you're going all in for a Super Bowl But really the goal here should be to build a sustainable winner And if you think Stroud could be the quarterback of this team For the next 10 to 15 years at a high level The sustainable winner philosophy could run through him So in a vacuum I agree You don't want to necessarily be looking for a quarterback But if something like that happens I think they should at least think about it. Next question comes in from Bill Fond. He asks, if an A-Rod deal goes past the 2023 draft, should Jets fans be worried that Green Bay could take this all the way to September 1st and that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be in camp with the Jets? Obviously, compensation would be less at that point. But it would be more of a won the battle, lost the war type of situation for 2023, wouldn't it? I get what you're saying. If he's in camp on time, it increases the likelihood that the Jets would have their best season possible. But remember, Rodgers already knows the offense because he's very tight with Nate Hackett. And he played in that offense for a couple of years. He's already got his favorite target here in Alan Lazard. There's nothing that says that he can't start talking to them on the phone or running through the plays, even if he's not a Jet He's not allowed to do it under the auspices of the Jets, but nothing can stop him from inviting Garrett Wilson over to dinner and talking about plays if he wants to. And that's one of the differences between Rodgers and Favre. We talked about how Rodgers has these built-in advantages in terms of knowing the playbook and also having his favorite receiver here, but also Rodgers has known now for a month already where he wants to be, and that's his goal. He wants to play for the Jets, right? Brett Favre had to be talked into it and it wasn't until August. Totally different situation. Rogers is motivated to do what he needs to do to be on the same page with these guys, even if there are impediments blocking his way. Favre wasn't. So I wouldn't be all that stressed about it, even though you would prefer to have him in a little bit earlier. And as far as the Packers taking this all the way up to September 1st, yeah, they could do that. But as you said, I don't see how that benefits them because the longer this goes, the less value Rodgers has. The closer you get to that day, September 1st, the less value Rodgers has because no other teams want him and everyone knows the Packers have to get rid of him. So once you get to around September 1st, now the Jets are just sitting there going, "Okay, well, we were going to give you this and this. Now, we'll give you a day three pick next year, and you'll take it and like it. Because if you don't, you're going to be stuck with this player that you can't keep, and you have nowhere else to trade him. And also, you risk certain scenarios happening. What happens if, and I know this is a long shot, but the Jets decide at some point they've had enough of the game of chicken and they go and talk to the Tennessee Titans and make a deal for Ryan Tannehill? Again, unlikely, but it could happen. Or how about this Aaron Rodgers is sitting there waiting to be traded. Packers are holding firm on their demands the Jets go into training camp with Zach Wilson as the number one quarterback and he looks great he just tears it up under Nate Hackett and all of a sudden he looks like the player that everyone was expecting and people can't stop raving about him and now all of a sudden the Jets are thinking to themselves well I mean why are we trading for this 40 year old guy when we have this young quarterback who we weren't expecting to play this year, but all of a sudden, he looks like a new man. Again, it's unlikely, but it's not entirely out of the question. Crazier things have happened, and then at that point, that deal could be in peril and the Packers could be stuck. So to me, it just doesn't make any sense for the Packers to have this carry on that much longer because, as I said, the longer it goes, the less value Rogers has, and there's no other team to jump in here and take him. The Jets are running the risk of not getting him to start training camp, but as I said, they have some built-in advantages there, even over Favre and Glenn, as you remember well. Favre had the Jets at 8-3, and three, and the odds on favorites to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC after 11 games before he blew out his shoulders. So if Favre could come in August 8th with none of those advantages that we talked about, and the Jets could still be really good that year, I don't see why it would be a huge problem for Rodgers, necessarily.
0: Yeah, I think the the Packers holding out, as, as you said, it's it's worse for them as time goes and I have wondered if, if they're kind of thinking to themselves that they're not happy with the compensation why not just drag this thing out in hopes of another quarterback getting hurt because that's the only thing that then gives the Jets competition and now it's a whole new ballgame because you know we've talked about when you've got one buyer you've got one buyer so are the pack and I believe they, there's a smaller cap hit you know the longer they wait to trade him and the fact that they could just be waiting to say look let's hope someone gets hurt in an OTA um, You know, so the Packers, they could be holding out just for that reason, save money and maybe create another bidder. But if I'm the Jets, I wouldn't worry about them waiting that long because, as you said, and we, we've we talked about it on previous shows, Aaron Rodgers knows the offense, knows the coordinator. You've got Lazard in the building who can help in the receiver room. And it's not really there's not a, there's not that much pressure because this is a team that has a really good defense. Aaron, if, if you get Aaron Rodgers, you know, at the last possible second, he doesn't have to be perfect early on. He's just got to be pretty good because pretty good with this defense, if they pick up where they left off, that that's going to win you some games. And then so say you start the season slow and you start out three and three. Not great, but it's not the end of the world. And then you start rolling from there and you reel off six, seven wins with Aaron Rodgers under center. Not out of the question. So if I'm the Jets, I would let the Packers drag this out as long as they like because you could be, you could get to a point where, they have to give into you, or they—they they have to wake up and realize this has been going on for weeks or months, and the Jets aren't budging. We're going to have to take what they're offering, or we're going to be stuck giving this guy a bunch of money.
1: Glenn, just to clarify, the cap hit wouldn't be lower for the Packers. It would just be able to be spread over two seasons. However, from what Ken Ingles, who's a Packers cap guy, has said, the Packers would probably rather just swallow the whole thing this year because they've already done what they're going to do for this year. Next year, they're going to want that free cap space, so it would be better off for them to just take their medicine now. The other part of this is any team— that would have a quarterback who got hurt and they would deal for Rodgers. Remember, you'd have to think about two things in that scenario. Number one, is this a team that's a real contender? Because if they're not, they're not going to go out and trade assets for a 40-year-old quarterback who, yes, is only about $15 million on the cap for the acquiring team this year, but then has all that dead money for the following two years and also, let's remember, when it comes to the Packers, you would have to find a team that not only needs a quarterback to help keep them a contender and is willing to take on that contract, but also, you'd have to get an offer that's better than what the Jets are reportedly offering right now. The odds of that happening are so small that the risk of losing the Jets or something happening to Rodgers in training camp, anything could go wrong. Those risks are greater than... Than the odds of a contending team that's willing to give up a better collection of assets than what the Jets are offering right now, some team with championship aspirations getting desperate and giving up a deal that's better than what the Jets already offered. So that's something to think about when we talk about the risks involved in the Packers holding on to Aaron Rodgers. Next question comes in from Just One Punch. He says, let's fast forward past the draft. The Jets have finally gotten Aaron Rodgers. What do you think the realistic stat projection would be for Garrett Wilson? Really, if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy and Garrett Wilson picks up where he left off, you could be looking at a guy with all-pro numbers. He put up 1,100 yards last year as a rookie with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White. I don't see why he couldn't put up somewhere in the 1,200 to 1,400 yard range in his second year with a much better quarterback.
0: Yeah, that's you know the the number that pops into my head is 1,400. You know, as you said. The numbers you put up last year, terrible quarterback play. It's, and it's not only that he's going to have a, a better quarterback throwing on the ball. It's, it's going to be that you're going to have a better quarterback sustaining drives and just having a lot more offensive plays, a lot more opportunities to make plays, because you're not going to be you there's not going to be so many three and outs that you had to deal with last year. So really I think the sky's the limit for him. If you know, and and you know, I mentioned JSN. You get a guy like that in here, or if let's say they draft a sort of a, a shifty slot guy, I think that opening things up with this offense with Aaron Rodgers uh, for Garrett Wilson the way the way he played last year under those conditions with those Qbs the sky is the limit for him and all pro numbers I think would kind of for me anyway I would I would I would expect 14 1500 yards play like a jet play like a jet
1: next question comes in from Tanner mine he asks. Do you see any world where Quentin Williams is traded for Rodgers and more? It makes sense in that it frees up cap for the Jets to pay Rodgers and vice versa. I don't think so. And I would not trade Quentin Williams if I was the Jets. Look. Quentin Williams is one of the rarest commodities in professional football. He's an interior defender who is an elite level pass rusher. There are a handful of those in the NFL. Very few guys can ever be that type of player. Plus, Quentin Williams is also an excellent run stopper, and he's only 25 years old. That's a guy that you pay and you keep around to be one of the cornerstones of your franchise for years to come. Absolutely would not trade him in any deal, let alone one for a 40-year-old quarterback. I know you're saying that it would be Rodgers and more, but there's no way. Quinton Williams at this point is worth, as far as I'm concerned, at least two first-round picks if you were to trade him, which I wouldn't because, again, it's very, very difficult to find a player like Quinton Williams. All the guys that the Jets drafted at interior defensive line, the only one that came close was Muhammad Wilkerson. And Muhammad Wilkerson, people forget, he was a dominant player before he got hurt and then decided he didn't feel like playing anymore. Muhammad Wilkerson was a game wrecker. Quinton Williams is a much better version of Muhammad Wilkerson. And he also doesn't seem to have that motor problem that Muhammad Wilkerson had, so I wouldn't be trading Quinton Williams. I would try to get him paid before training camp. And as I said, if Green Bay asks for him, no way.
0: Yeah, and Williams is a guy that, you know, he's basically a unicorn, right, with the things he can do up front. He's, he's to me, is the primary reason that the Jets' defense was as good as they were last year. Um, and we said this many times. Uh, it was Quinton and the corners where basically we drove this thing because quarterbacks couldn't make big plays down the field because of the corner play. And they didn't have as much time to throw as they would have liked because of what was Quentin because of what Quinn and Williams was doing up front, uh whether it was getting the to the quarterback himself or you know drawing the double and triple teams that were freeing up other guys to make plays. So absolutely I do not trade him. Not just the not just, you know, the player, he comes across like just a a good, fun loving dude, like a good, hardworking guy, the type of guy you do want to build around face of the franchise type player. Um, I, I wouldn't consider trading him at all. Um, if, if Green Bay asked to include him I'd, you know, I'd just laugh at them it, it wouldn't even be a consideration
1: Next question comes in from AJ Tranzano He asks I know things change based on who's drafted Trades, etc But if the Jets keep all three of their top 50 picks What would you prefer they do? I'm going to give you a boring answer here But again, it really depends on how the board breaks And who's available As I've said, all things equal I would probably take a tackle But if Jackson Smith and Jigba is their 13 I would take him And then with the other two picks, it really would depend who's on the board. You heard Haley English on the show the other day. She talked about Jack Campbell and how if Jack Campbell is on the board for the Jets at 42 or 43, they would be crazy not to take him. He's the kind of linebacker that could be one of the key pieces of that defense for the next 10 years. Again, this is what Haley had to say about Jack Campbell. So if you feel that way about Jack Campbell, go ahead and strike. Sydney Brown, the safety from Illinois. Now, he's more of a strong safety, I think. But you heard Mark Ross on the show. He has Sidney Brown as his number one safety. Thinks that in a weak safety group, he's easily the best guy. So if he's there at 42 or 43 maybe you go that route. It's very hard to say without knowing how the board breaks and what you do at number 13 before you talk about 42 and 43. A lot of people talking about a center like John Michael Schmitz or Joe Tittman, certainly you could go that route. But I think what you really have to look at here is who is the most talented player on the board when the Jets pick. If it's close and you have a position of great need, you would lean towards the position of great need. But if you have a player that you have ranked well above everybody else, so for example, let's just say that the Jets get to number 13 and they think that Kalijah Kansi can be the next John Randall. We just talked about that. If they believe he's the next John Randall, you take him there and that's it. The
0: the way I would look at it for the purpose of the question is just to say, uh, assuming there are players with that you kind of have similar grades on and that are available at the spots you mentioned, and I say that because I I fully agree. I think it's got to be it's got to be O line. You got to have a linebacker in there. I would like a receiver. Um, do you use two picks on the O line? I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't take a John Michael Schmitz or a Joe titman at center. I think both. You know, I think everybody kind of universally agrees they're the top two guys there. But I do look at a guy like Ricky Stromberg, who you might be able to get in the fourth round, and if the Jets like him enough, I think he could be a starter. If the Jets feel the same way, then maybe you say, look. You know, we're not going to grab a center of up with these with 42 or 43. We want to grab an edge rusher because it's a deep class and we might be able to get one. Or, you know, again, Dan Henley. I talk about him a lot. Not just because I like him, but because the Jets had him in and we know that the Jets don't have a third round pick. And a lot of people talk about him as a third or fourth rounder, which I just I, I don't see it. I, I think he's better than that. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he goes to go in the third or fourth round. But um, yeah, I I would be looking at O line. I'd be looking at linebacker, and uh, wide receiver. Absolutely, again, especially if JSN's available in the first round. And, and those are the spots I look at. But as you said, Scott, it's also like, you can say I want to go O line. But if if the top six, seven, eight guys go before you're on the board, before you're on the clock again, you're going to kind of say, well, well, now if we take O line, we're sort of taking you know a, a fourth or fifth round a, a guy who we have graded as the fourth or fifth. A fourth or fifth round player And now we're taking him in round two And you're not going to do that So of course it all depends on how the board falls
1: Glenn Naughton, our friend who is the editor Over at JetNation.com Thanks so much for coming on and answering these mailbag questions With me as we get ready for the draft In a couple of days, really appreciate it We're going to be doing a ton of draft stuff I know you are too, so talk about what's going on Over at JetNation.com And how people can follow you on social media
0: Yeah, uh, give us a follow At JetNation.com you can follow me at AceFan23. That's A C E Fan23. Uh, my my co-host Dylan Terraman is at D Terreman T E R E M A N on Twitter. And check out the forums on Jet Nation. They're the most active uh, Jets message board on the web, and you uh, regularly hit a million a million hits a month. And of course, right now it's. Uh, It's pretty busy because people are fired up for the draft as they should be.
1: Make sure you check out everything Glenn's doing over at JetNation.com and follow him on Twitter at AceFan23. Check out everything we've got going on at playlegjet.com and the PlayLikeJet YouTube channel. We've got the Thunder from Down Under giving you the all-22 reviews, including the two newest Jets wide receivers michael hardman and alan lazard plus a bunch of the college prospects we talked about today so watch our videos subscribe if you haven't already youtube.com slash play jet visit our store Tpublic.com. That's TeePublic.com. That's public.com We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. Tpublic.com. That's TeePublic.com. That's public.com And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, as it costs you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital, and playlegajet.com.